How to Grow Microgreen Beets. Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 20 of the Microgreens podcast. Today we're going to do another random question off the Answer the Public spreadsheet, and we'll open this up. And the number is, let me scroll up, it didn't open up at the top, 532, and question 532 is, how to grow microgreen beets. I'm going to highlight this green, although you can't see it, so I know it's been done. And that is pretty convenient, because I just published an article on Swiss chard, and beets in Swiss chard grow about the same. The seeds look the same, and they grow almost exactly the same. So let's get into this. If you do hear some noise in the background, it is Caden. He is revved up. It has been snowy and rainy all day, and we have not got in a long walk, and he is, let's just say, rambunctious. So if you hear some noise in the background, it's just him. I'm not going to edit it out. This is home microgreens. We're in home. We're at home. So that's the way it's going to be. All right, so let's get on to this how to grow microgreen beets. I'm going to go to my website. Click on the post so that I can give you some references because I think I have two or three articles on growing beets. So let's get started on how to grow microgreen beets. Beet seeds are pretty unique looking. I think they look like sort of like crowns. Uh, they're sort of, I don't know, like a trapezoid and at the top looks like a crown. There's little ridges around the outside of them. They're very hard. And one of the downfalls with growing uh, microgreens or growing beet microgreens is that those seed husks do stay on the leaves after they've grown, and if you bite in one of those, man, they are hard and they could hurt your tooth. But we have a solution to that. But let's go through the uh, articles I have. The first one is called, it's homemicrogreens.com forward slash beat dash microgreens. And I will put these obviously in the show notes. And the title of the blog post is Beat Microgreens, Does Soaking the Seeds Improve Germination? And we're just going to cut right to the chase. I soaked some seeds, and then I planted the seeds that were soaked along with the seeds that weren't soaked. And the short of it is no, it did not help whatsoever. Uh, you can look at the photos. Again, the link will be down below. I pre-soaked the seeds, and then I put the dry ones on another tray. And the height of the microgreens on days 5, 7, and 15 are all the same that didn't decrease the time to harvest and it pre-soaking them didn't really significantly increase the rate of germination or did it loosen the seed husk? In other words, both trays, the migraines in both trays had seed husk on them uh, at harvest time. And the way I planted these was I put them on the surf and I just put them into the weighted blackout. I didn't bury the seeds or anything, put them right on top put the lid on top of the seeds and put a weight on top of them and just let them grow and the seed husk were on there. So soaking does not remove the seed husk. It does not improve germination. It does not speed up germination and it does not speed up growth. So the, sh the short answer is no, you do not need to soak beet seeds. 
The second article I did was, again, on Bull's Blood Beat. That's mostly what I sold at the time. These are some of the earlier articles I wrote. So let's get into how we... I'm not going to get into how we plant. I'm going to get first into this into this article, how much seed we use, because this is not the method I use now in this blog post. Again, this blog post is homemakergreens.com forward slash growing dash beat dash microgreens. Again, the link will be in the bottom. And the way you have to grow beet microgreens, at least from what I've seen, I've never seen any beet microgreens grown on any type of grow media uh, besides soil, so you do need you do need to use soil. So let's get into how many seeds I planted. So my trays are about 37 and a half square inches. That's the planting area. That's the surface of the soil on the tray. And I plant between 5.2 and 6 grams. So that's 0.16 grams per square inch of tray. So if you're growing a 10 by 10, that would be 16 grams of seed. I know that's hard to picture, so really for my 37 or my 38 inch square inch tray, you want to plant a pretty heaping tablespoon of beet seeds. Same goes with uh, Swiss chard. What I mean by heaping is a tablespoon, put the seeds into it, you can mound them up, and anything's that, and if they fall off, then the, the thing is full. So again, you want to plant about 0.16 grams of seed. Per square inch of tray, you can figure it out from there. It comes out to 16 grams for a 10 by 10 or 32 grams for a, a 10 by 20, and you could probably go a little thicker. Interesting about beet seeds is that they will sometimes germinate more than one plant. They're generally not a great germinator either. You might get 80 to 85 percent germination rate, but the ones that do germinate, about 10 to 15 percent of them grow more than one beet. So again, we're going to plant beet microgreens on soil, and then we are going to use 0.16 grams per square inch. Let's talk about my preferred way to growing beet microgreens. And again, you can substitute Swiss chard here for beets because they grow about the same. And the reason I did three blog posts is one, I wanted to see if soaking helped the seeds to loosen up the husk. Because those husks stay on top of that, on those leaves, and you bite into them. It, it is, it's not a good taste, and it definitely could break a tooth. So you want to make sure you get those husks off. So the secret, and that's the name of the next blog post, the secret of removing seed husks from bull's blood beet microgreens. And you can put Swiss chard in there. Swiss chard in there in place of the bull's, bull's blood beets, because they're the same, is to bury them. So how do we do that? Well, we put soil in a tray, and we want to leave the soil about a quarter of an inch, between three sixteenths and a quarter of an inch below the top of the tray. You're going to do the same thing that you normally do. You use a lid or some sort of surface or the flat palm of your hand and level the seed or level the seed, level the soil off so that it's nice and level, just below the lip of the tray. Then we're going to spread our seeds on. Beet seeds are one of the ones where you can't really use a, shake, a shaker jar. They're too big for the uh, holes in the shaker jar. So you either have to use your hands or use a spoon. A lot of times I use that little measuring, that 250 milliliter measuring cup I have. And you just sort of sprinkle them on. Nice thing about the beet microgreens uh, seeds is that they're real easy to move around after they're on the tray. They're quite large. So again, leave the soil 3 sixteenths of an inch or a quarter of an inch below the top of the tray. Put your seeds on, spread them around evenly, and now you can wet them. You didn't need to pre-wet the soil, but now is a good time to wet this soil. So just use your spray bottle, 
and uh, soak them pretty good. Again, we don't need that whole inch, what's left, inch, inch and a quarter of soil completely saturated, but we want that top one-third pretty wet. So use your mister. Give it three or four good squirts. That will help settle the seeds in a little bit. That's not so important this time because we're going to be putting soil on top of them, but we do want those seeds to get wet, and we want the soil underneath them to be a little bit moist. Once we finish that, then we're going to take some more soil and gently spread it across the top. Just sift it across the top. Try not to disturb the seeds. And then you can use your hand and gently pat the soil down level. This is You haven't got to tamp it really hard. You just want to sort of level it off, right level with the top of the tray. And then we want to re-wet that. So then use your mister. And again, you're going to put, you might have to do five different mist um, on the surface to get that whole uh, soil profile wet. So you use a little bit more water to begin here with the beets. One, I think it does help soften the beets up and maybe it does help germination a little bit. But again, we have so much soil that we're trying to wet. Instead of trying to wet the uh, upper third, you know, we're almost doing half the tray. We're almost getting half the tray wet, so you use a little bit more water. Then we put them right into the, to the normal weighted blackout. So we screed off the top of the soil, tamp it down with our hands. We put the lid on top of the tray, and then we put two and a half or five pounds of weight on a smaller tray, or you can even go up to 10 or 12 pounds on a 10 by 20 tray, and put them right into a blackout. Keep them out of the, keep them out of the light. The last blog post I did, the one with the can you remove the seed husk? Again, all these links will be in the, in the show notes. Really has some really good pictures on how I plant these beet microgreen seeds. The photos show how I level the soil, how I put the seeds on top, how I wet it, then how I spread the rest of the soil on the top, how I put the lid on top of that soil, and then put the weights on and put it in blackout. So once they're in blackout, it's going to take a little bit longer for these to germinate because, one, they're underneath the soil. So it's going to take three to five days before they start to germinate. And what you're going to see are just these little, most of the beets are, uh, have red stems. So these little red, red stems poking up through the soil. And you're just going to let them go probably five days. And when, you, when they're ready to come out, they're going to look like... Uh, Small, tiny worms actually squirming across the top. Again, that bull's blood beet, uh, removing the seed husk, the this top article I'm going to put in the show notes has a really great picture of how the beet microgreens look when they come out of blackout. They're all kind of packed down. The trays are brilliant purple because bull's blood beets are blood colored. They're red. And they looked all crunched and twisted at this point, but that's okay. They'll straighten out. After we plant them, we're going to wait three days, check them, just look at them. You're probably going to start to see beets germinating. After about day five, they're going to be ready to go underneath the lights. And then you treat them just like any other microgreen. There is an exception coming up by putting them under the brightest lights that you can that you have and just let them grow. So once we put the day we put them underneath the lights, we want to bottom water. This is very important. Don't top water beets at all. If you can get by top watering other microgreens, I just say, nah, you shouldn't do that. But I'm going to tell you, you should not top water beets or Swiss chard. They're very susceptible to dampening off disease, and you'll have problems if you do. You want to bottom water them. So again, remember how we water. We're going to lift that tray out of the watering tray, and you're going to remember that weight. That's the weight of a dry tray. 
We're going to put in about a quarter of an inch of water, set that tray in the planting tray on top of the watering tray and let it absorb the water up through it. And we're going to be really careful not to overwater these. The problem most people have with growing beets in Swiss chard is that they overwater them. So just let them grow. And we want that tray to be pretty dry. And we don't even care if the surface dries out. But we want the, the weight of that tray to be pretty light before we water them again. And we don't want to water in any big uh, magnitude. We don't want to put a half inch of water in there and let them get soaked. We just want to do a quarter inch, let them dry out a little bit. If they are light, add a little bit more water. Because, like I said, they're very susceptible to dampening off disease. And you'll, they'll just start to look wilty like they need water when actually they've had too much water. And they'll end up dying on you. So just, just be careful with the watering. And there's also a picture, actually there's a great picture in here of some beet microgreens that I killed by overwatering. And if you look at them, you would think that they are dry and need water, but it is just the opposite. They've already been overwet. The dampening off disease has killed the roots and killed the lower stems, and now the plants are dying. So again, I just can't emphasize enough, you really need to be careful with watering them. Beets and Swiss chard aren't going to grow quite as tall as a lot of the other microgreens. So when they get about three inches, three and a half inches, and that's going to take you about 14 to 16 days, maybe up to 17 or 20 days before you can harvest them. And then you just harvest them like, like any other microgreen. They won't grow back. So just cut them down as low as you can and enjoy the flavor. They do taste a little bit like beets, like canned beets. But really, it's more of an earthy flavor. And I, I can't really explain what an earthy flavor tastes like. It's just like sort of one of those things that when you taste it, you go, yeah, that, that seems earthy, if that makes any sense. But I really enjoy them. They're not a microgreen that I want to grow for myself every week. But they're definitely a microgreen that I'd grow um, every month or every two months and, and enjoy them. They do taste really good on salads. They add a really different flavor to salads. So if you have a lot of lettuces and carrots and celery, uh, peppers in your salad, and then maybe some other microgreens, you can really taste the beet and Swiss chard microgreens because they just have a different flavor. So it adds another flavor profile to your food. So that's how we grow micro beets. It's pretty simple. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash zero two zero. This is the 20th episode of the Microgreens podcast. A new recent feature I've added to the webpage on the podcast is that I have been adding a transcript. Someone transcribes it for me and I add it to the blog post so you can read it or listen to it. And obviously there's a, the links will be there to all the episodes and everything you need to grow beet microgreens. I'd like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, HomeMicrogreens.com and the Home Microgreens store, where you can buy all the supplies and seeds you need to grow microgreens at home. Besides a large selection of seeds, we also have the Home Microgreens Potty Mix, which grows microgreens better than anything that we have tested, and all at a very reasonable price. So please visit HomeMicrogreens.com to get all your information on how to grow microgreens, and then go to the Home Microgreens store where you can get the seeds and all the supplies you need to grow those microgreens that you are looking at. So have a great week. I hope you all have a great Christmas, and we'll see you before the New Year's. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Microgreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicrogreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing. <laughs>